Hi everyone. Good evening. If you're in New York Eastern Time, it's the evening. Um, welcome to Chit Chat. My name is Kishore Chandra, and uh, we're just gonna wait for our dear friend Jai Jagannath Prabhu to sign on, and we'll get started with our Chit Chat. Jai is coming just now. Hi Pat. Hi Pat. I'm just gonna cozy myself up because it's. I have the AC a little too blasting over here. Hey, Jai. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? Oh, sh All right, I'm trying to get my camera. I got it on, okay. Hi, right, how about you? I'm good, it's a, it's a little blurry. Oh no, right from the get-go. You know, um, the blur is due to me dropping my phone so many times and damaging mm. the camera. Um, okay. <laughs> I probably need to get a new phone. Like the whole front part of the camera is like cracked. Like, <laughs> and there's like dust inside because of the cracks. Oh, Krishna. So you never got the new phone, did you? I waited. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like months ago. Like, I remember we were like, people in the audience were like, we'll send you money, Jai, to get your new phone. I think only Pat kindly did. And I still have it saved because I still might need to get a new one because this one is really becoming jacked. Anyway. I think, I think at this rate, it's a good idea, probably. <laughs> anyway, hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> what do you want to discuss today? I don't know. There's always so many things to discuss. I feel like in chit chat, we're always like, we're always circling around a few topics that we always came to, we always seem to keep on coming back to, which is a good thing because I think that those like points need to definitely be made. Um, but also, yeah, maybe, okay, I'll just kick it off by this. So yesterday was Govardhan Puja. And today, today over here in Ecuador, it, will be, it, it was yesterday, I think, here as well, but we're celebrating it today. So I'm going to go after this. I might have to leave just a few minutes early, not too early, but we're going to go and we're going to have like this big, you know, big festival. And I always, I guess perhaps something that I'm really meditating on today because I was cooking today. I was like making cookies for Giraj. And um, I was just meditating on how bhakti you know, because we've mentioned a lot in chit chat how like these words like love or these words like compassion or kindness or whatever, they just become they just become kind of like overused. They become like wet blanket kind of words that you don't really know the meaning to. And I remember seeing a post on Instagram earlier today that was maybe it was Johnny's post or Nam's or someone's. It was one of the twos, um, one of the two of them. But it was just simply saying like, how how beautiful that you know this bhakti yoga transforms like just regular old cooking into like a sweet act of devotion and i really really appreciated that because um yeah i guess i'm someone that like isn't so much like that like i'm not i'm not so much like that i'm just like cook the thing offer it okay krishna you ate it I hope you liked it okay let's eat you know i'm a little bit dry when it comes to that stuff i'm not like cooking and like uh, da, da, da. you know it's not like that and I wish I was more like that to be honest like I think um, sometimes I get worried about myself just like how you say like you get worried about yourself for being a little you know you know what I'm saying um, 
I get worried about myself that I, I can't be like overly sentimental or even though I want to be even. And that's not just like with Krishna. That's like with other people as well. And I feel like it's something that I'll, maybe maybe some, some people can relate to this, that the heart, I know there's this beautiful verse in Bhagavatam that like the heart gets hardened over time, you know, and so the heart becomes stone clad. We can't cry for Krishna. And it's kind of a sad thing. So today, success story, it's a positive thing. I saw that post by Naam or Jani, and it kind of like really made me feel the feels. And when I was cooking the cookies, it was really like, I was really having like a, like a magical moment cooking. I was just like listening to Kirtan and just like stirring the cookies and just like, Hare Krishna, da 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 da. Like it was very, very nice, you know? And I was just reflecting on like, I wish it was like this. I wish our Krishna consciousness practice was, you know, how, are, how can we infuse that kind of sweetness and real love into our practice more at more times so it doesn't feel so, what's the word I'm looking for, mechanical, or it doesn't feel so dry or hard, you know? <clears throat> it's hard to have a soft heart when you're preoccupied with the material world, which is very harsh. Yes. You know, the, most of the topics that we tend to get sucked into or preoccupied with make the heart very harsh. One thing I, I'm really, just on this point, I've really been trying to avoid argumentation. Mm -hmm. um, so out of the things that destroy bhakti, Rupa Goswami mentions Prajalpa is one of them. Mm. Worldly talk. And Prajalpa has different categories. And one of the types of categories of Prajalpa that's mentioned by Bhakti Mila Thakur is the argument. Mm. And he says argument basically um, spoils the potency of the intellect and makes it basically unable to meditate on higher subject matters. And over the course of the summer, I'm definitely, I, I, got, I think I got full realization of that. Um, there was definitely a tendency. Of course, I wasn't arguing too much, but you know, I was like stirring the pot a little bit. And then people would comment on my page and I would do that and I would feel the need to respond to those comments. And that way you get kind of absorbed in this back and forth argumentation or debate. Debate is another one of the categories of Prajapa also. And yeah, so it just as a general rule of thumb, when you become absorbed in the matter world, mm. your heart becomes jada. It becomes like mm. matter, dull matter. It becomes hard. Um, and it's very hard to feel devotional anything with the speak of sentiments for a higher reality. The, the other day, I think yesterday, I saw a video I've been pretty good, actually. I mostly have been listening to music. I'm just doing my work. But I saw a video the other day, yesterday, of an old YouTuber. I don't know if he's an old YouTuber, but someone I used to watch a long time ago. And his, his, um, I find his videos are like well investigated, but they have that they have that flavor of conspiracy. They have that element to it, you know. Um, anyway, so there was one video based on some stuff he had researched and that had come out about Canada. And, and it was dark. I'm not going to go through the things in the video, but it was, it was, it was dark. Like, <laughs> or, like 1984 Orwellian type Ugh. dark. And it, it was, I felt very dejected after watching that particular video. And that I carried that dejection throughout my day. 
Mm. And even until the morning of this day, I like woke up. You know how you wake up sometimes with just like existential dread? Mm. <laughs> you just wake up and you're just like, you're so like coming out of Thomas and you just feel like this dread. <laughs> <laughs> like I exist and it's a problem, you know? Um, so I kind of woke up with that. I no doubt connected to whatever I had saw previously. And um, yeah, it was, it took me a while. To, like then I started my sadhana and because it's Kartik, I'm doing a little bit extra. I have a little bit of force in my sadhana because of that. Uh, I was able to shake off the dread and get into a more devotional space. Um, and it felt good to be in that space. And so, yeah, just to your, what you were saying, my experience is that when you're preoccupied with the matter world, your heart becomes like jada, becomes like matter, it, and like heavy and dull, or these other sort of negative emotions really come up. And I even heard that, like people are saying, how can you be, how can you be happy when mm. there's, you know, X, Y, Z injustice happening in the material world, when there's X, Y, Z going on, you need to be taking a stance, joining the revolution, this, that, or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, sure, fine. The more you get into that, the harder it is to invoke a devotional space. I mean, I know there are people out there who will take that as an exhibition of their devotion. And I wouldn't necessarily deny them that. I mean, I don't know where their consciousness is at the end of the day. But um, my personal experience is that uh, it's very hard to have a devotional mind when you're mm. so preoccupied with those things mm. of the of, of the matter world, and so um, yeah, I'm just appreciating. You had like a very nice experience. I'm having a contrasting experience because I was absorbed in another way, and yeah, it creates a sort of tension inside because it's like, okay, let, well, let me just be absorbed in Krishna bhakti and be happy. I think that's the ideal, like that would be ideal, but then you, one also wants to know to what degree should you be aware of things? Should you be preparing yourself for things? And so on. So it's like a little bit of a tension there. Mm. Yeah. And, and just to your point, I, I had a nice experience today. Just, just, one, just one moment. It was just a very small, nice experience. The majority, not so nice experiences. <laughs> I I was having another moment. I've been I've been teaching. This is not meant to plug my Gita course. I'm just it's just on my mind because I'm teaching it. <laughs> so I'm I'm teaching Bhagavad Gita, and it's really really nice because when you I, when you teach something, that's when you really start to learn it more. And so like I feel it's it's just become a nice ritual to like go to the cafe the day before and like. You know, I read throughout the week, I reread and everything, but just like preparing my notes and everything and how I want to present things or researching, whatever. And we get to, we're in the second chapter currently, which we haven't finished because the second chapter is a lot. But this point that Krishna is making about the difference between karma, right? Karma kanda, activities in karma versus karma yoga or bhuti. And I just had such, a, like when I was reading that, and, and the difference being that, you know, uh, when we're performing actions in karma, it's with desire. We want something out of it as opposed to, and it might look the same, right? The action might look the same, but when I'm performing something in karma yoga or bhuti yoga, it's desireless 
I have no attachment to the result and I'm doing my duty with full force, but with no attachment to the result. And I was just, <laughs> you know those moments when you like reread basic texts in our bhakti yoga tradition and you're just like, why didn't I know that? <laughs> no, no, not why didn't I know that? Not why didn't I know that, but like, I feel like I should be further along by now. Like how many years, <laughs> like how, how many years has it been? <laughs> Because I, was... <laughs> I was talking to my students, just explaining this very basic difference. And I was just like, mm -hmm. I was like, in my, in my mind, I was just weighing, like, how many times am I doing things without attachment and for Krishna? And how often am I, like, doing things with attachment and, like, really expecting a result from it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. It's like dealing with this material situation is so... It's not necessarily complex. It's just so like base, you know, it's like debasing. It's like, so just like, it gets you down just dealing with the body and the money and the things and, and the houses. And, 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 and different sort of mental speculations. Like another thing happened last night. Hmm. So a, a friend that I, who was in the ashram with me in Chicago. Okay. I'm sorry here. So I did a, I did another podcast. I'm like, on a whole bunch of podcasts <laughs> anyway so i have this other podcast that i'm participating in called arise the honest man's podcast and we did our show last week was about pornography and am i a bad yogi if i like porn that was the that was the name of the title <laughs> it was obviously baby i know it was click baby but I remember I showed it to someone like a devotee and I, I just like showed them that this was what was happening. And you know, the titles in the form of the question. So he answered, he was just like, yes. yes you're, you're, you're. <laughs> well, the, the episode was super. It was great. It was a great episode. Um, we had Kishore Gopal on there also. He spoke as usual, amazingly. Um, everything that comes out of his mouth is practically like poetry. And um, he answered the question. That was the final question of the show. Am I a bad yogi if I like porn? And he answered that question beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, aside from that, so a person I grew up in the ashram with, he commented on the podcast with literally, I kid you not, with like a five-page essay. He commented in a Facebook comment thread. It was like, it was so long. It must have been at least an equivalent of five pages. I feel and like there should be a limit for Facebook commenting. They, anyway, it's not there yet. It should be like Instagram's like, nope, you had enough yeah. points already, you know? Anyway, so he made this five page comment and what was the answer? Okay, we can get to that later. And, and the comment, he was basically defending porn, like porn from a secular point of view. And he's, he himself mentioned in this comment, he was going through it like a more secular transformation and from a secular point of view, porn was good. He was making, he was trying to make a case for why porn is not as harmful as it seemed. And all the things that people say porn leads to is actually false. It's, those are dismissed. And then there are experts who say these are dismissed and so on. So, you know, I made, I was, I made a reply. I think he made a reply. I haven't seen it yet. But this is just an example of how being preoccupied with the matter world, you know, back in, like for me, something like, porn is self-evidently bad like i mean experientially having engaged in it 
it doesn't feel like no i don't think anyone watches porn and thinks like wow that was an awesome use of my time <laughs> you know like i don't think i feel anyone... the light i feel the light in my heart just like blossoming after watching that right exactly like i don't think anyone has that experience i um, the ex the general experience is of dirt dirtiness degradation um just not inspired and so on so it seems like just like self-evidently it's not a good thing but by the some sort of mental gymnastics and various arguments someone gets convinced that it's a great thing and it's not at all problematic unless over unless you overdo it then it's a problem otherwise it's not a problem and i think so i replied but even even in replying i felt like why did I even bother to reply to that? Like, it, it, mm. just even reply, I felt like my soul was being dragged down, you know, yeah. to the matter world. And it just the heart becoming heavy from that sort of engagement. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering from these last two days. Of, I feel like I got a couple of blows to the heart and too much matter absorption has made the heart very heavy. And of course, all the things that are still unfolding in America with the, with the election, you know, still not over, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, you got this, anyway, it's just drama everywhere. So mm. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Maybe I just need to start embracing <laughs> being in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, start acting like it. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's really interesting because it's like the heart, the heart, because what we're talking about is the heart being weighed down by the material energy, right? The material energy is, is degrading and it, it, its nature is to fall apart. Its nature is to break apart. And so it's like when we're engaging in it, when we're engaging in something that seemingly looks fun, right? Like you gave the example of porn, or, you know, my vice is like way too many sweets. Um, so it might look nice at the beginning, but after a while, like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I feel like chit chat is a place where I can come clean. I've been going at it this week, like ice cream, ice cream, cookies, cookies, totally off my sleep schedule, like totally <laughs> off my sleep schedule. I had, I had one week, Jaya, one week of like waking up at 5 a.m., and just like feeling the light and feeling the bliss and like posting on Instagram being just like, I love waking up early. It's amazing. <laughs> like all this stuff, all this nonsense. And then like, I don't know what happened. Like the material energy just like, it feels like sometimes it just like punches you, you know, it's just like, bam. And one night I was up till midnight. The next night I was up till one and my sleep schedule has been off ever since. And I feel like once you get into that, darker energy or that tamasic energy it starts to really like feed on itself and it's yeah. like at least my experience of it feeding on itself was like oh well i'm already going to sleep late so i might as well watch a show while i go to sleep late and <laughs> now i'm watching it now i'm watching it now i'm watching a show and going to sleep late so i might as well watch the next episode and then yesterday it got to like the breaking point yesterday was the break Yesterday was the breaking point for me. I was just like, oh, I'm going to sleep late already. I've worked hard on like my stuff this week. 
So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give myself like a whole menu of just like food that is not good for me. I was like, bam, 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 bam. And I like sat on the couch and just like had all this like popcorn and chocolates and everything. And I was just like, <laughs> and I woke up this morning and I felt terrible. And I was just like, enough. I, I had this moment of like, enough. And I think that sometimes, you know, I, I said this to, to someone today. I said, obviously indulging in the material energy is like not good. Like we're not supposed to be doing this. However, I, I, I think sometimes it can be a good teacher, especially for someone who's on the spiritual path, because hopefully, fingers crossed, you get to that point where you've overindulged and you're just like, no, I don't want this anymore. No, this is like dark energy. No, this is like dragging me down and actually like not healthy for my spiritual life. Mm. And I think that there are varying degrees of that, right? Like it can be something seemingly innocent like oh i ate some cookies last night and some ice cream which like seems not so bad but like it makes your body feel bad but it can also go into like really far extremes of just like i ate cookies and ice cream last night and then i got on an app on my phone and started swiping if you know what i mean if you know what i mean and so it's like it can get it can get i think that tamasic energy that dark energy it can spiral down that's my point it can spiral down real quick real fast you know like because the mind rationalizes after a while. It's just like, oh, well, I'm already doing it already. So let me just dive in. Yeah, I guess what I'm hearing from you right now is that if we want, a, let's, let's say, perpetual sovereignty over our senses, which tend to derail our trajectory toward matter instead of toward spirit, you kind of have to keep your mind and and, and thoughts in a sort of lofty area. And when I say lofty, I mean like spiritual topics or holy topics, sacred topics, or at least things that make you think higher, uh, mm. or think, at least think idealistically. Um, and if you're able to keep your thoughts in that realm, then it's a lot easier to have more sovereignty over like your senses so they don't pull you towards matter. Mm. But I, yeah, I guess my lived experience is that as soon as you, like Krishna says this also in Gita chapter 2, he says that even one of the senses upon which the mind focuses can completely derail the mm. yogi from his objective, his spiritual objectives. And I, I, we definitely experience that, like whether it's the image, which is a prominent sort of sense that tends to drag us down with social media and all of that, or it's the ear, or it's the tongue. You just mentioned the tongue. Like mm. the sense upon which the mind focuses can completely derail you. And it's like once you kind of let up, then they, it like grabs on. I don't like a piranha or something. I kind of I have this image of like piranhas. <laughs> and it's like once they like sink their teeth into you, like finish, you know, until they like chew through everything. And that's kind of the experience with the senses when I'm not able to keep myself in lofty area. And yeah, just my last two days. Sorry, I feel like I'm usually the jolly one, but now I'm the one that's like depressive right now. <laughs> yeah, the last two days just feeling the heart like a little bit weighed down mm. because of uh, engaging with whatever I was engaging with and then being caught by matter thoughts instead of lofty thoughts. Mm. and then losing inspiration in the inner world because of that. And then once that inspiration goes down, then the sense is just like, yay! 
know, they just explode into like out of controlness. Mm. Yeah. I remember that we were reading or that we are reading James Allen's As a Man Thinketh uh, for our little group that we do on Fridays over Zoom. And I remember this one line. I don't remember it verbatim, but essentially he's saying that like once you have once you have success by controlling your mind, you know, or having some sort of achievement, he was like, you have to stay very vigilant and very like True. very very vigilant because the, the the moment that you like let go or you loosen the reins like it's so easy to get dragged back down into that energy and personally i feel like that's on a personal level i feel like that's what i have an issue with and, and maybe many of us do it's like the moment when we have like a really good kirtan or you know oh, i'm cooking in bliss for krishna or like i had a good day of japa you start to be like oh i got this you know i'm good okay my bhakti's on point and like my spiritual practices are on point boom you know, Maya comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like that's really how it is. And then it's like, and then we're just on this roller coaster, you know. But at the same time, I feel like that staying vigilant, it, in my mind, I'm trying to like, uh, I'm trying to like bring some, I don't know, some like softness around it. Because like I grew, I grew up with like a, a lot of like I grew up with a lot of that rhetoric from like my family. I grew up in a very religious family, and like in, in a religion that was very like we're we're right and you're wrong. Like that was the religion I grew up with. <laughs> we're, we're right and everyone else are demons, you know, and they're all right. wrong. So a lot of the messaging I was getting as as a kid was like, and even as an adolescent was like, you know, um, be 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 aware, be on your tippy toes. Like, you never know when something bad can happen. Everyone's evil. Don't trust anyone. Like, you always have to be, like, looking around you and this. And so that really, like, that, that kind of, like, hit me hard as a kid. But then as an adult, I really realized, like, oh, it's true. Like, I can't just be, I can't just be, like, walking on the streets, like, hi, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'll follow you over there into that <laughs> random place. Or, like, sure, I'll get into that car. Let's go to the van. You know, like, that's not, you know, it's not, that's not the answer. And, um, but I feel like, I guess what I was, I guess what I was saying was like, I really, I'm, I'm processing as I'm talking. I really want to believe, like, I want to believe in myself, like that knowing to do that is like truly for my own spiritual good and will in the end make me experience that, that bliss or that love for you know my spiritual practices in a more sustainable way so it's not just like i have one day or one moment of just like ah yay and then it goes back down because i think that sometimes i guess for me what i was trying to say is that like that being hyper vigilant thing seems a little bit like anxiety inducing for me to be honest it's like i have to be hyper vigilant all the time all right. the time I have to, oh, my maya's maya's next over here and she's hiding behind this pillar and like i can't trust this person it like stresses me out a little bit right so it's like i'm tr i'm trying to invite some i don't know some like ease and some sweetness and like around this like vigilance that i know is going to be good for me in the end you know yeah vig the, the vigilance point can be demoralizing also because it's also it's also challenging to be vigilant and with with technology technology makes it presents a very interesting obstacle to that intensity of vigilance Mm. You all have a practice, like we all have a practice, but a lot of it doesn't have potency because of the technology always surrounding us and distracting us. So manifesting, 
intensity in terms of vigilance. And, and even if you're trying to be vigilant, like you look at one thing on your phone and <laughs> so um, that could be, that could be <laughs> also. And when you fail, yeah. it can be very demoralizing, which then gets you again to absorb and matter more and be pulled down more. Um, anyway, somehow staying in lofty thoughts, this is kind of, this is kind of where I'm at right now. In terms of just, in terms of meditation, I've not, I've not done it very well today, but in terms of how I'm thinking about it more, mm. um, keeping the mind a little bit aloof because mm. 2020 isn't over yet. And I feel like we're going to get a few more um, unlocked events. You know how each month's <laughs> got like an event that needs to be unlocked. Yeah. I still think we got a couple unlocked events left for 2020, um, which can really impact the inner world. Mm. Um, if you're not, if you're not um, vigilant in protecting it from um, intrusion from mm. outside forces that are to come. So I kind of want to end my 2020 year off with a little bit more vigilance mm. tech and not, mm. otherwise, like if the last two days is just an indication of how easy it is to be weighed down and depressed, it shows me that I definitely need a, little, a lot, a little bit more vigilance in that area. Mm. Myself aloof. Mm. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you about the vigilance point because it's like the material world is very seductful, seducing, seductionary. Wow. Seductive, I, I think, is the word. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Seductive. The material world is very seductive. And I feel like just small things are really easy to, like, derail one. And it's, real, and it's also really easy. Okay, for some reason, I have food a lot on the mind, obviously, because I'm, like, eating ice cream all the time. But I'll just give, like, a simple example. It's, like, do you... Everyone knows about rennet, and rennet is like this um, this thing that they make from animals' like stomachs. Okay. That they. That I literally they... thought you said rennet. No, 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 <laughs> rennet, rennet, and they use it as like um they use it as like a coagulant in cheese. So mo like a lot of cheeses have rennet, which makes them like not vegetarian. Because it's like literally, it's like gelatin, you know, gelatin's made from like cow hooves and like bones and all this stuff. So um, even though we know that, right, even though we know that on a logical level, um, I'm with someone here who's like a little bit more strict about these kinds of things than I am. And uh, we, one day we were at the supermarket and we were looking, because I was just like, oh, cheese, whatever, you know, like this. And he was like looking at all the cheeses and he was just like, they all have rennet. And I was like, that's impossible. How can they all have rent? There has to be one that, and we spent like 15 minutes at the cheese section, like getting cold because it's cold at the free section. Like just like looking at every single cheese, like looking at every single cheese and they all had rent it. And I was like, I was just standing there like, <laughs> so what you're telling me is that, like I didn't even, it was so bad because like I didn't even care about like, I'm eating rennet. Like, I was just like, so what you're telling me is that I can't eat cheese. That's what you're, <laughs> that's what's happening. Right. And, and then like, and then I, and then it's very seductive because then, you know, like there's cafes. I'm just giving this one example. 
there's cafes and stuff that serve things with cheese in it. And I, and I would just go in after this cheese situation at the supermarket, I'd go in and I'd be like, Oh, can I get that thing? And then my friend would be like, um, it has cheese, which means it probably has run it. And I'd be like, Hmm. Can you go home? I was like, <laughs> what if it, I was like, what if it doesn't? What if, it, <laughs> what if they found the cheese in Ecuador that doesn't have Reddit? You know, and it's like, I feel like we're always doing this bargaining, dancing game with the material world with Maya, whether it's like a food thing or a computer thing or, you know, the phone or the porn or the, like whatever, you know, whatever your, your cookie is, whatever it is. Right. It's like, well, what if I could just have it for a little bit or, or no one has to know or like, oh, well, it, it like kind of doesn't have that thing or like it's not all bad or like all this kind of like rationalization that goes on with the mind, which the mind is part of the material world, you know, lest, lest we forget that. And so I think that like when we when we're not receiving that like spiritual nourishment, whether it be through Sangha, whether it be through our own sadhana and if our sadhana has lost kind of power or shakti you know that's a that's a big thing because then we can be and i'm speaking from personal experience of like a sadhana that doesn't have shakti and then like being seduced by the material world right. and it's just kind of, and then it's kind of like this very shitty cycle that you're in you know so yeah i think that like i but to be honest i'll end with this i think that one has to go through the seduction process like one, one has to go through that process of like, you know, eating the, eating the, eating the not so good cheese or eating the cookie or like doing the thing that you're not supposed to. And then it's like, oh, this is literally not satisfying. Like, this is terrible. And I feel like crap, you know, and not only do I feel like crap, but I've lost, like I've gone backwards in my spiritual progress. And now I have to like start from square one again. Mm. I like to explore that in the future chit chat in the context of the Bhagavad Purana, it's, it's interesting because sometimes there's a saying that experience is the best teacher. Mm. But the rest of the saying is experience is the best teacher, but only a fool learns by no other method. Mm. And yeah, so I would like to explore that idea of like how much is it required to be seduced and to what degree of seduction, because that is also there. Yes. Depending on what's doing the seducing. So do I need to be seduced? And to what degree does that actually need to happen for learning to take place? Because, yeah, observation tells me people get seduced all the time by different things and repeat and repeat mm. and repeat. Mm. Though they suffer, they mm. repeat. So that would be an interesting subject matter to explore. But I got to get ready to go for my Dhamma Yeah, me too. I got to go to Govardhan Puja. But yeah, I think that this is also a very interesting thing to explore. It's like, when do we, like, where do we draw the line? Right. You know, where do we draw the line of like my bargaining or like my dipping the toe in the material pool, just being like, oh, well, like this, as opposed, because if I'm doing it over and over again and not learning, then that's a problem. But final question, what type of phone should I get? Um, I mean, all phones are evil, as you know, so I don't, <laughs> I don't think it really matters, but I like iPhones, especially if you have like a Mac, then everything just syncs very nicely, which I think you have a Mac, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you have an iPhone and you have a Mac, like everything is just like and magic. That's just online. I need one with a good camera and I'll buy a proper microphone so things could become clear. And yes. 
Yes. Well, anyway, if you have any suggestions for Jaya and his new phone, please direct message him. And thank you all so much for tuning in to Chit Chat. And we'll be here Wednesday at 6. Thank you, Jai. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Haribo. Mm.